2: When I feel cold, so cold, you warm me, that feels nice. and when I feel I can't go on, what? you come and hold me, but appropriately it's you cool. and me forever, hey, Sarah. Sarah, smile, smile, smile. Oh, won't you smile around me, Sarah, smile. If you feel like leaving, oh, no, stop. you know you can't go. Why don't um, you stay until tomorrow?
1: I don't know that she wants to, Jim. I don't know that she wants to. You
2: know, to. we picked this song out for a reason. We did. A little foreshadowing because sarah wells oh, sarah wells is gonna be our sarah guest today. the olympian the olympian what? but we're getting ahead of ourselves already Sorry. first off welcome everybody thank you so much for joining us on thoughts that rock it is the podcast about exchanging a couple pieces of advice Dude. and we cram that into about
1: 30 minutes yep we love it listen in honor <clears throat> of sarah smile her smile is sponsored today by Kill a Thug Tooth Jewelry. Tooth Jewelry. Smile bling. with style. Glam your grill, girl. Book your bling today. Yeah. Who is Kill a Thug Tooth Jewelry? Oh, you kidding me? That's a KT, our community manager, her brand new business called Kill a Thug Tooth Jewelry. Jim and I are both going to be like blinging out. We're going to be like, give me some... Canine bling, you Is know what I'm what saying? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded cool. Can we get a certified rock star logo? Oh, like I want a drill, like just one gold one. I, w- I told her I want to be the tooth fairy. Yeah, I want to do ads for her as the tooth fairy, and then like when kids give me their rotten, disgusting little baby teeth, I'm going to be like, that ain't worth a quarter. But if they give me a blinged out tooth, <laughs> I'm going to like make it rain. <laughs> I'm going to make I it. I cannot rain. wait to see that That's commercial. It. That's going to be <laughs> right? fantastic.
2: So uh, I think most people know that the show supports Cannibal Kids Cancer yes. and their fight in finding treatment options for kids who have basically been told that there are no more options. Yeah. And if they can't find it, they will fund it. That's like their whole jam. That's and uh, they're fantastic. Listen, check them out at org. It's org. Yes. Sorry. Please. Please, please. Hey, listen. We also know how busy you are. And life's coming at you at Super. about
1: 100 Jim,
2: kilometers. Jim, in, Yes.
1: I'm busy. Uh, yeah, you are. I'm just telling you. That's how busy it I am. It doesn't
2: matter how busy you are, though, Brand. Okay. If you just think about this for a second, you're okay. probably looking for some leadership wisdom, right? I am. You got a lot of stuff going on in your life, I'd right? I'd like a
1: couple of nuggets.
2: You're trying to carve out some time for those leadership nuggets, right? I am. Yes. Listen. Like carving it out. Dude, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. Okay. Honestly. Right now... You could be drinking white wine by the fireplace. Maybe you're waiting in a gymnasium for your vocal audition. Maybe you're taking a break from binging Netflix. Uh, <laughs> I said <Netflixed. laughs> Netflix. Maybe really Jim's been drinking line. that bottle of wine. <laughs> Hello. That's right. doesn't really matter what you're doing. We just want to be the 30 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. All week, baby. Let's
1: do this. Let's do it. Boom. <laughs> our guest today is our good friend and olympic hurdler sarah wells sarah welcome to thoughts that rock
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here.
1: We are so excited that you are here. We had a chance to sort of hang out with Sarah up in Toronto a few Mm -hmm. months ago, and just were so impressed with her. Listen, her her bio is ridiculous. We're going to put it in the show notes, uh, but just to touch on a couple of highlights, uh, she's a Canadian 400-meter hurdler. She debuted at the London Olympics in 2012. Uh, was a semifinalist. Uh, the Pan Am Games, she won a silver medal. Um, she coaches people to pursue their goals through her Believe initiative, which is amazing. Uh, and most recently, you would have seen her competing on the Amazing Race Canada, which Jim and I thought about it, but we really only run to the fridge or the bathroom, right? And so <laughs> it would be a very short race, Sarah. <laughs>
2: A very, yeah. <laughs> a very short race, but we would win. I, I'm convinced I would at least come in last. <laughs>
0: yes. At least. At least.
2: <laughs> at least. That's right. In, you know what?
1: In a one man race, I might like, add. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll do it. Next time in Orlando, we'll have you and Jim head to head. It'll be exciting. Oh, yes. I like that. Yes. Little,
1: little Seinfeld <laughs> childhood race on the street. Come on. I'm loving that right now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, listen, I'll get
0: down. I'll kneel down for hurdles, too. Oh, come
1: on. <laughs> now we're talking. Make, throw some obstacles in our way and let our hips break. Why, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the old guys to trip and kill themselves. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, that, that'll be it. It'll be a, a yearly thing for us. Jen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, versus uh, the traditional interview style that you hear on many podcasts, Sarah, we like to jump right to the meat and potatoes. So the floor is open. What is your thought that rocks? all
0: right so i believe that we're all in a race and it's the half second choices that make the difference
1: now i love this thought i love it and so give a little bit of context about this whole half second premise that you have
0: so i've been very fortunate to be in some major races i've competed at the olympic games and then obviously just coming off the amazing race which was like a whole other thing let me tell you (laughs) and since you know going through this experience people will often ask me you know how do you how do you achieve that peak performance and what is your mindset going into these things and how do you overcome the obstacles that you faced in sport and certainly through the amazing race and I think that it's truly these these pivotal like half second choices that can make that difference. And for me in my athletic career that showed up the year before the Olympics, I had never touched Olympic standard. So that's that minimum standard you have to hit in order to qualify for the Olympics. Hmm. And I one month or sorry, one year before the Olympic Games, I got an injury. And I was hoping the injury was going to be small because I needed every day, every week, every month in order to train. And I ended up going and seeing a special sports medicine doctor, and we found out the injury wasn't anything small. It was a stress fracture in my femur. Ooh, Yikes. <laughs> yeah. You guys talk about breaking your hips over or hurdles. Don't worry. I did that at 22. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I, a stress fracture is a deterioration of your bone from the inside out that eventually leads to a crack. And obviously your femur is your massive thigh bone, so the biggest bone in your body. And when the doctor told me this, I was like, absolutely devastated. My heart sank. I was like, how long do I have to sit out for? Like, I have no time for this. Like, I, I need this to uh, to be done. And he said, I think you need to sit out for three months. And so three months the year before the Olympics is like way too much time. Right. And every night I would like cry myself to sleep and question myself worth and consider giving up and like not want to tell anyone I'm pursuing this goal anymore, because what if I didn't get it? And that three months was exhausting and terrible. But it ended up drawing all the way out to nine months. Mm. And so nine months the year before the Olympic Games, I'm sitting out just trying to recover because you can't do any weight bearing, no activity that actually stresses the bone. And so on by the time I was cleared to run, on my first day back to training, I was only I only had eight months left to qualify. And so I had to get back to who I was before the injury and then improve an entire second Wow. which in the sport of track and field is an eternity right. in order to qualify. And so on my first day back to training, I got the word believe tattooed onto my wrist. And I said, when I make the Olympic games, I'm going to put the rings underneath here. Oh, that's so and, cool. Yeah. Bold move for sure. And, uh, definitely, you know, my half, my, my thought here is not that everyone has to tattoo themselves of their goal. But
1: <laughs> Jim's American the- Idol tattoo has gone to complete <laughs> yes. waste. Justin right. Guarini forever, that. baby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But the purpose of that tattoo was because I knew the next eight months were going to be hard. I knew it was going to be tough. And it's so easy when we start to get to a place where we feel like we've lost control or that things aren't going well to let our brain slide down that slippery slope and consider giving up. Mm -hmm. And so that tattoo for me was a quick way for me to glance down, see that, remind myself of the obstacles I've already overcome, remind myself of the strength I had inside And then in about a half a second, get back on the track, stand back up, try one more time, whatever that was. And so having that tattoo was an integral part of me being able to just keep putting one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm. until eight months later, I not only just win Olympic trials and make it to the Olympic Games, but then I came home and I finished as an Olympic semifinalist. And one of the youngest competitors in the field, and put those Olympic rings underneath that. Believe exactly where I said I would. That is That's so amazing. amazing. <laughs> uh, listen,
1: uh, yeah, right. A, fi- a fitting, <laughs> a fitting, amazing race contestant. Yes, the you know I, I love this fact that you sort of use the tattoo as a reminder, right? And I and mm-hmm. I think so. I've got the same. I've got a I've got a black sheep tattoo on my arm to remind me uh, to put those black sheep values, those core values, those things that can't be changed out front and make Mm -hmm. sure that that's what I lead with. Right. That's what people see first. And if I'm not doing that, then that's on me. And, and it only takes a half a second to remind ourselves to do the right thing. And I, I think that you being able to do that as well, is just an incredible way for people to sort of start thinking through what is it that they need to do to be able to give themselves that quick reminder? Is it a, is it a bracelet? Is it a morning routine? Is it a, a journal? Is exactly. it something that they can do to continually help them make that choice? Because I would imagine for you, it was a daily choice, right? You had to start right. making those half second decisions to get to the point where you could compete again.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And and it doesn't have to be like like you said, like, it doesn't have to be this like substantial reflective process every single time in order to like get back on the horse or try again or remind yourself of everything you stand for. It can be as simple as like, yeah, just glancing down, seeing a bracelet, seeing like maybe you write a word in the notebook that you use every day, or maybe you tape something to your mirror or whatever that is, because you won't always know the times that you need to see that thing to snap you back into action mm-hmm. because, it, you know, it, it's so hard to rise above when you're feeling when things are are heavy and you feel trapped. You don't recognize that like, oh, the way that I could get out of this is like, let me go find the word. And it, so it's like placing it somewhere you can see it and you almost bump into it will allow you to short circuit um, that system of potentially – kind of drowning in in all of the environmental conditions that, that we can feel on a daily basis.
2: And I think that's the key because you would think, you know, when you hear something like that from an Olympian, right? You're, you're, you think sports analogy, you know, always trying to be a little bit better, that, that half second, the peak performance, like you said, Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, would, would uh, certainly make a difference in the sports world. But you know, to your point, it could be in any area of life. And I, I remember seeing a video once in, uh, you know, the, the Stephen Covey organization, they, they obviously are known for the seven habits of highly effective people, but there's the Mm -hmm. next level that they call principle centered leadership. And I would say a big chunk of that is around, you know, not necessarily running the race, but it is about trying to make your life better. And peak performance Mm -hmm. does come up quite a bit and they've got this killer video that talks about this is what a half second difference looks like. Let's say for somebody that might be running a race, or maybe uh, you know, not just a sports analogy. Let's say you miss the last train home, and it was literally by a half a second. Like that right. matters in people's lives, and so I think to your point, it isn't just in the sports world. You're saying this can this can be for anybody in all areas of life, right?
0: Yeah, and and especially because. Like you said, it's it's not it's not always like it, the easiest example is obviously sports of like this is the difference between the men's hundred meter right. winner and the person mm-hmm. who got last. Yeah, but it's like that half second choice is a mindset thing too because it's a slippery slope once you allow your brain to start like saying like worst case scenario and yeah. so and similarly if like you are trying to make a choice and you have two great options and like the story that comes to mind for me is a uh, a friend of mine was. Considering two different job offers fresh out of school and one was glamorous that in the fact that it was in Amsterdam and it had, you know, the ability that like, when he wasn't working, he could then make quick and easy accessible travel to other countries, it'd be new um, culture, new food, like it could be a great experience. But he had also been away from school and away from his family and his friends. And so the other job offer was back in his hometown. Um, He could invest in those relationships again that he hadn't been able to be a part of very much in the past four years. And so when he was making that trade-off and saying, okay, well, what's the right choice? Simply what he had to do was make a half-second choice to decide that whatever option he chose, that he would then invest in the unique opportunities that that choice provided him. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of like, you know, if he chose Amsterdam, he's not going to fly home every single weekend to try to see his family because then he's not taking advantage of the unique opportunities that Amsterdam chose in the first place. I love that. And it, it's just a matter of like making that half second choice of like, you know what, I'm actually going to invest in the, the the pot, like all the pros that come with this. I'm not going to let my mind go down to like with the things I'm missing out on. Instead, you're like just flipping a switch and choosing to focus and, and there's a slide that I put up in all of my keynotes that says, make choices, not sacrifices. Mm. And again, that that's a half-second choice. Like, you focus on the choice. You don't focus on the sacrifice. And that's what that story exemplifies for me.
1: I, I love it. I think that it's... So we had a a thought several episodes ago that came from uh, Lao Tzu, the the Chinese philosopher. And I think it, mm. it, it fits here as well because what he was talking about, said, if you are... If you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you are anxious, you're living in the future. And if you're at peace, you're living in the present. And I think that the half-second mindset really helps you stay present, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not making that choice, then your your mind can drift towards the future and in the land of what-ifs and could-bes, and, and it creates massive anxiety when we don't know, that, that level of uncertainty that just triggers our brain to to the fight-or-flight syndrome and and starts you know soaking us with with fear um or on the other side you start dwelling on failures from the past i mean i would imagine if you would have sat there and dwelled on the injury dwelled on Mm -hmm. all of the 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 setbacks that you had you never would have been able to make that team so you had to keep yourself in the present so i would assume that half-set mindset really helped you stay in the present and not move too far either direction in the to the past or future
0: no i I love that i like that spectrum because we all swing back and forth and it's a matter of like what techniques and and coping mechanisms do you have to bring you back to that present moment to be able to to allow yourself to to feel at peace and and feel calm um and and especially because it's not like you know once you start living in this like half second choice mindset that you're then in that realm forever. Um, Because even after, in 2012, like I make the Olympic Games after adopting this mindset and I'm feeling, you know, strong and I start getting on stages and speaking about the importance of being resilient, the power of believing in yourself. Mm -hmm. But the Olympics comes back around four years later and suddenly I have all this success behind me and I have, you know, I have a medal now and people are expecting me to now win a medal at the 2016 Olympics. And so all this pressure, all this stress, I start to almost like let the things I've learned slip away mm-hmm. and I ended up sh- like working out two months before the 2016 Olympic trials on a day where I should have never worked out because my hamstrings were super tight and um I was so afraid of not living up to the title Sarah Wells the Olympian yeah because I had been known of that for four years yeah. and so in that workout I ended up tearing my hamstring Ugh like an entire inch just like gaping hole in my leg two months before the 2016 Olympic trials. And I rushed back. I like really like reflected and was like, why did I choose to work out today? Like, what was the reason I made that choice? And I realized that it was because I wanted to be inspiring. I wanted to be influential. And I thought that the only way to do that was to be like perfect, to constantly be at practice and be able to be 110% when that's really not reality. Like we're constantly fluctuating on this scale of, of maybe feeling a bit depressed in the past or maybe feeling a bit anxious thinking about the future. And so how can we bring our mindset back? And I had to recognize that by showing weakness, by showing vulnerability that that could also be a coping mechanism to bring myself back to the present because I was so afraid to do it that I, I didn't think I would be inspiring if i wasn't if I wasn't at practice if I wasn't giving it one hundred and ten percent but if I were to show that my teammates and my coaches that you know some days I, I did feel weak or some days I did feel like I didn't have it all, well then that makes me a human being and yeah. it's truthfully like our humanity that makes us influential and Isn't- so I think
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, isn't that funny that you're thinking that and you know, if you're, if you're just going through your day to day slog, if you're maybe you're thinking I'm in a position where it's entry level or middle manager, there are other people that are going through this. But if you're thinking through this, and thank goodness that you actually teach this, you know, trainers are constantly teaching and training themselves because they're going through the content enough that it sticks inside your head. Now you've also gone to the extreme that you've got a tattooed on you as well. So <laughs> right. you know, you, you've got the, the double-edged sword that can help you out. But imagine there are people going through that all the time and they're not going to have a tattoo. They're not talking about it. They need a reminder, not just because they listen to a podcast or read a book or talk to a friend, but every once in a while you just have to step back, think for a second, what are my choices here? And I, you know, I've got a proverbial fork in the road, you know, as a, as a possibility, mm-hmm. Um, and, and not that they can't take the wrong road and fail a little bit, but they'll figure out very quickly, you know what the right one is. Back to your point, Brian. I think if you're living your values, if you're following through on your ultimate purpose, you almost can't go wrong. It's gonna be small little changes. It's not going to be anything that's monumental, but I just think that you know the 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 way that you've taken that mindset, this believe, sort of initiative that you talk about in your talks and this this half second makes a difference, I think mm-hmm. is really influential and, and impactful for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, and I'll note like that this is also something that doesn't always work out, right? Like hard work doesn't always lead to success. Making the right, and I'm using air quotations so you can't see me, mm-hmm. but I'm making the right choice doesn't always lead to success. Right, And so it's important that, we are resilient. We choose to get back up in those moments when we're feeling down because, while hard work won't always lead to success, being resilient will always lead to another opportunity for it.
1: Yeah. What happened? What happened mm-hmm. after you tore your hamstring?
0: Yes. So um, after I tore my hamstring, and you know, I changed my mindset and I went back into like, okay, if I do everything and like you know, do make all these half-second choices that will that allowed me to succeed in the past, well, then I can do it again. But at the 2016 Olympic trials, I actually ended up top three. Sorry, I should give this context. Top three make the Olympics. And I had been a four-time national champion. So I knew, even though my hamstring wasn't completely healed, though I didn't feel 100%. I was like, okay, well, if I've been a four-time national champion, I can get top three Mm -hmm. at least. And we run the race. And I'm like coming down the home stretch, like the announcer's like saying over the PA system, like, and that's Sarah Wells in lane four. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I'm, I'm still in this, I'm still in this. First girl comes into my vision. And now we're approaching like the second last hurdle. And I'm like, I'm fighting for everything. My whole body's flooded with lactic acid. Second girl comes into my vision. Ooh. And as we're coming over the final hurdle, like, all I'm thinking is like, I just need to hold on to this spot. Like, I wanted this so badly. And as we got over, the final hurdle, the third girl comes into my vision and I get fourth and I miss qualifying by half a second. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. I mean, (laughs) unbelievable. But this is, this is what I love to your point of resilience that you just talked about. You said that it's not really about the outcome, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And you can't tie that to the outcome. And so mm-hmm. you've taken that half second that really destroyed a dream of you to get back to the Olympics and you've mm-hmm. turned it into this entire platform of your Believe Initiative and mm-hmm. in changing, you know, people's lives every time you step on the stage and getting them to make these half-second choices that are going to improve their life. So kudos to you. She's influencing more people. Yeah, honestly. And in a more powerful way, mm-hmm. not, not just being someone who's on a Wheaties box, you know what I mean? But somebody... <laughs> that would be cool, though. Wheaties, uh, yeah, yeah. Is a though. cereal is <laughs> cereal that we used to eat when we were kids, um, that tasted awful, but we loved it because that's back when Bruce Jenner was a man. Um, and it was just a different time. So, uh, that's all I remember about the Wheaties boxes when I was a kid, <laughs> that Michael Jordan beat on the Wheaties box. But, really? um, you know, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I, we would love for people to be able to stay in touch. What's the best way for them to just keep, keep on what's happening with Sarah Wells and, uh, continue to follow you.
0: So certainly social media, I'm heavily active on Instagram. You can follow me there at Sarah Wells 400 MH, which is like Sarah Wells, 400 meter hurdles. Big regrets yes. on that name choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, The other places you can check out uh, my youth organization called the Believe Initiative at believeinitiative.com. And then uh, for any of my speaking um, and keynote stuff, you can go to sarahwells.ca. So, uh, Yeah. Looking forward to seeing seeing everyone there.
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You've been amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I am Thanks going, for having me. I'm going to remind Jim of all of the poor half-second choices that he makes in his life as soon as we hang up. These injury
2: <laughs> stories have
1: yeah. absolutely solidified the reason why I don't work out to say, you know, I'm so afraid of pulling my hamstring. So thank you for that, Sarah. It's going to stop you no from sitting on the couch, Sarah. And that's a, that's a problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm here for you. Listen, we
1: are so thankful that you joined us today. Uh, we have uh, nothing but love for you and just wish you the best in everything you've got coming up in 2020. So thank you so much for being on Docs.
0: Thank were... you. You too. I'll be uh, thinking of my, my black sheep morals yeah. later today.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> love I love it. to hear it. Rock on. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thanks guys. Bye-bye Welcome to the Wellness-Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness-Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of Driven Living.